Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Don't have time to work out? Well, that's where our free 10-minute classes come into your life. You can go ahead and sign up over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days and we'll send you five days of 10-minute classes, yoga, Pilates, all of the goodness to make you feel absolutely amazing. Emma, are you excited? Oh, yes. These are my favorite classes. Bring it on. We'll see you super soon on the mat over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days. This is episode 303 on the Get Married podcast, and we are super excited to be coming to your ears on this very fine day here on the Gold Coast. Summer is here. Yeah, winter is officially over (laughs) before winter is officially over. (laughs) And before spring has even arrived, summer is already here. Uh, We're really excited about today's episode. Uh, As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last 100, maybe 200 episodes, You would know that we enjoy talking about money, uh, and I think it's a really important subject to talk about as it impacts every part of our lives. Today, we're talking on something a little bit different, and the subject that you would have clicked on to press play, you would have read, how to spend your money. So we're pumped. We're going to be talking about that, but maybe it will be also how not to spend your money. (laughs) Well, I think there's definitely two categories with the with people and I mean like we're talking um, I just also want to note like we are also super privileged that we even can have thoughts about spending money too so I want to acknowledge that uh but I think there's two categories mainly one category which I might fall into is where like you forget to spend your money and you just save and save and save because maybe you're afraid of like losing all your money or something so you kind of squirrel it in Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, this, 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 this is mine, this is mine. Okay, just put it here and now don't spend it, don't touch it. <laughs> and now like uh, this amount is the new zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just ignore it. I have all this money. I don't like what money? I don't have it. And then there's the other type of person who, you know, maybe I've been there before as well where you don't take notice of your money and you just spend. No, I've never been like this actually. But I know people who have who – overspend maybe or they spend without any knowledge of Mm. how much they have or how much they should be spending like spending above your means yeah so spending spending more than what you actually have and then getting yourself into trouble Mm. or maybe like overdue credit cards Mm. uh the what's that called afterpay like not being able to pay your afterpay i don't have afterpay i'm a non-afterpay person me too i i get it and I, I think it, it. it's kind of good for like I guess savings as in oh like and also like budgeting but I think it can be dangerous when it goes the other way where you just like put heaps of stuff in your basket and you just 
don't yeah. really understand, don't really take note of well, like maybe the yeah. overconsumerism. I think when you are a user of Afterpay, you need to be hyper aware of your payments and what you've paid for and have your cash flow, like have your budget. All right, I have $100 of Afterpay coming out. I don't know how it works. Does it come out every week? I think so. And I think you get to pick like how long it takes you to pay off. I think it's like, or maybe it's they pick it for you. Okay. Uh, Someone so, should enlighten us. Yeah. <laughs> how funny is this? Well, it was just after payday too because we were looking at uh, addresses online and we're like, what is this after payday? Oh, this is a thing. And, yeah, it's really smart for after pay. Yeah, they're going to make heaps of money. So well done, after pay. <laughs> but also I, I don't exactly love after pay all the time because I think, you know, it should be a little bit more harder to get it maybe. Maybe, yeah. or maybe it's a great opportunity for people who have somehow got bad track records with uh, credit and they need to buy stuff and they can't afford it. So I'm not sure. I'm in two minds. It's pros and cons and I think everything can be exploited. Like everything can be taken to the extreme, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, and that's where it gets dangerous. Well, this is why I think actually I prefer lay buyers, good old lay buyers. But that is technically what Afterpay is. Yeah, but you get the thing. So you, oh, true. So this is what we should have a delayed gratification. Oh, right. So maybe it's like you pay half of it off and then you get sent it. Because that's I true. think this is what could happen. You could buy it, spend it, then you get buyer's remorse, regret the purchase. And then you're still so paying, you're still paying it, it off. See, that's where I think they could probably add a little bit of moral thought. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, what that's totally think? different. Lay-by and Afterpay is totally yeah. different. Also, are you a fan of Afterpay? Please let us know. Yeah, we would like to know how you use it well. Yes, And well. if you don't use it well. Or even if you've got into trouble with it, let us know and, like, how you feel about it and what you don't like about yeah, it. Yeah, and if you got out of that trouble and how, how did you do that? I'd like to know. Uh, so we're talking today after listening to a podcast on yes. uh, Tim Ferriss with Ramit Sethi. I think it's Sethi. Sethi. Or Sethi. I don't know. Sethi. Uh, and they were talking – so Ramit – I guess his brand is built around this and living your rich life. Yeah. Uh, and it got us thinking and having a lot of conversations about it, not just within our sister duo, but with other people, mm. uh, within uh, our partners, also our friendship groups. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just a really interesting topic. And so this idea of your rich life is figuring out where to spend your money in order to create, I guess, the most joy and like where to spend your money uh, where you feel like good from spending your money and not uh, not ripped off from spending your money mm. and not uh, like something wasn't good value. Yes. And sometimes you can have a fail where you think this is going to be my rich yeah. life and I'm going to spend my money here and then you're like, oh, actually, I don't want to do that ever again. Yeah. And I think that's something to note and that's okay that we do that. But it got us, I guess, having conversations about what does our rich life look like and where do we want to spend our money? Because, yeah, right now I'm like, save, 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 save. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, we also have a business so we do have a goal to have like that buffer. So important. Yeah. And we also might have investment goals. So, like, we're saving for that. But it has been something that we had to unlearn, kind of thing, because we did get so frugal with spending because we had such a lack of money. So, then once we became 
more abundant with money. It was like we had to relearn how to spend it. I mean, like when I was on a salary, I was still a saver, but I could also spend because, you know, that guaranteed money was coming. I knew it was coming. And I mean, we know it now, but also like in a way, because it starts and ends with you as a business owner, you still have this like in the back of your mind, but just in case, (laughs) you never know. And hello, pandemic, like everything we know kind of got pulled out uh, underneath us. We're very lucky and we like count our blessings all the time being in online business. We know how lucky we are. We know so many people are going through hardships right now with money and business especially. So this is, I guess, like really what I also love about this conversation is we're removing the taboo around money because money has been such a, oh, don't talk about that. That's rude. Like you shouldn't talk about that. And especially for women and females. I mean, how many women, you know, in the generations before us had no idea about their household income because maybe they were stay-at-home moms, did everything at home, and their partners, their husbands did everything with the money. Hello, you're just your role is just as important within this this community, within this house, this household, I should say. So we should have great knowledge of the money, even if we're not technically earning it, but really we are because you're doing everything else at home. Exactly. And if you weren't, then it would fall to poo. Yeah, it would be a mess if you weren't doing what you were doing. Yeah. And the partner would not be able to earn the income. So it's it's actually a team effort. And I think, uh, you know, I can't personally, like, I can imagine because, I mean, my mom did that. Our mom did that. But I've never been in that situation. But the more and more I think about it and understand and empathize, I realized that, yeah, you should know everything about the household income and, like, that's just as much yours, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so when, I guess, let, we should talk about, we should have the conversation that we've had where we were thinking, well, where do we want to spend our money? Yes. And when have we had a moment where we've spent our money on something that wasn't like a necessity? And so I'm talking like it wasn't like food or a bill or a phone bill or something like that. It wasn't a necessity. Even a physio, like that's a necessity because I'm injured. So yeah. like that's not even like living True. my rich life. True. I mean it is because I feel very grateful that I can afford to go to physio. Yeah. But still – It was because of an injury. It wasn't like a choice. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we have been getting a lot more regular physio and I would say that's a part. Like that was a stage of like, you know, going from I can't afford to go to the bloody physio to, oh, my, like I can and I can do it every three weeks. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, And also because we are in the industry where we need that for our Merry Body classes, Mm. Pilates, yoga, uh, to maintain our body. (laughs) and I think that was like a stage of the rich life but now we're aware okay actually that's a necessity Mm. and we need that to make maintain our business exactly yes so that doesn't count so when we were talking uh, I'll I'll list some of the things that I was thinking is living my rich life so I decided like I really love getting a facial and Mm. I like spending money on skincare (laughs) <laughs> and even though my skin is crap at the moment, I need to probably heal my gut before I focus on But don't. Your skin is not too bad. You just have a few pimples. Uh, 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 it's a first world problem, that is for sure. I'm focusing on healing it, meditating on my skin. Uh, and massage, but yeah. enjoyable massage because yeah. there's a difference between 
physio massage and relaxing yeah, agree, massage. Agree. So I thought maybe what I will do, I haven't done it yet, this is maybe, this is still all I thought about where I'll spend my money, is every second month I'll do one or the other. Yeah, I love it. No, every month I'll do one or the other. Yeah. So I'll do like massage one month, facial next yeah, month. That's perfect. And I think that I really value like experiences that make my body relax more. Yeah, that's great. Like acupuncture yes. might be a really good one. Uh, and, you know, even something that I know lots of people like, getting their nails done, mm. getting your hair done, doing these things. Whereas like I know, like I need to get my hair done. It's not enjoyable though, but I do appreciate the end result. Like I, I really don't like sitting there doing I, that. I wish the process was more <laughs> enjoyable. But anyway, um I really do love this idea. And I mean, I liked how you started buying like olives and. Yeah. And I was like, I already buy like the best (laughs) olives. And I mean, like, this is what happens when you live with an Italian who loves food. You end up paying a fortune, a small fortune on like great quality Produce. produce. And then he just keeps going on about if in Italy, like, this would be so much cheaper, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But, you know, I really appreciate that, spending more money on good quality produce. I absolutely agree. And the whole idea with this rich life is when you are going to the grocery store or the market or wherever you might be, it's it's working out, like, how do you also want that experience to feel so mm. for you, Emmy, it's like I want to be able to go to the uh, deli, put everything in my basket and not think twice about the amount that I'm spending on it because that is living my rich life. But I am still not there, I'll be I'll be honest, because <laughs> I'm still like, oh, my, like, look at the price of that. Like I and it annoys me that I'm like that. Like I look at other people who are not like that and I'm like, oh, I wish I could be like that. And I think it's growing up with our dad because dad was always super, super worried about the cost of everything, I feel. And he taught us so many good lessons. And, like, I don't know if this is a Greek trait, but, like, Damiano always makes fun of me and says, you're such a Greek. <laughs> like, Why? What is the Greek trait? I don't know. Like, as like, in, like, like oh, that's expensive. Like, just commenting and, like, being, like, conscious of prices. <laughs> it's not – it's a good trait. It's, like – I don't, I don't like being ripped off and I, I like to know that I'm getting value for money. <laughs> absolutely. I feel like there's pros and cons to that trait and it's like where can we let go of that trait in I some know. areas. Uh, another example that I really liked that they used was going to a restaurant, oh, yeah. looking at the menu and not making the decision based on the price of the plate. I am oh, so not there yet. I'm so not there because <laughs> I always look at the price. I'm like, oh, 50 dollars for a main as if i'll get the 42 dollar one <laughs> no i would never i don't even think i would i'm like oh where's the 30 like 30 something dollars in my mag seriously yeah but when but, it's like the when you think about it the difference is I not know. even that big but why is a 50 dollar meal compared to a 39 dollar no, meal feels so big but like half money though is it when you go out to dinner with someone who like is the opposite of that and like they just don't care and then you're like oh that was really expensive <laughs> And you're like, holy moly. Are you talking about Damiano? Yes. <laughs> he is so bad. Yeah, he like but- inspires Joel as well when they're out. I'm like, wait, you both are getting the lobster? Who's paying for this bill? And I was like, wait, wait, you're getting the Amaro as well? Do you know how much that is? But this is the bad thing with him though is like he's lived here for almost 10 years, but then he gets shocked 
at the bill because he's like, if we're in Italy, this would be so much cheaper. And I'm like, you're not in Italy. You're in Australia. Remember, do I need to remind you every time we go up to a restaurant that we are actually in Australia and look at the price? You'd think he'd be oh used to it because euros are less, like, when you look at the amount. Like, I have But no he idea. obviously does not look at the I, price. But, like, I'm like, how does your brain do that? Because I just, like, you know, I'm reading left to right. I go all the way to the right <laughs> and I see the price. I don't stop. I keep looking to the right. Never. I would never. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, that might be something that you aspire to as well. I hope so. I hope I can get there one day. I don't think I'm ever going to be there. No, me either, really, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think uh, it's just in me that I'm always going to be. It's not like I pick my meal and I add it up before the bill comes. Like, I'm never like that. I'm just like, okay. No, I don't add it up. But, you know, I have a real problem with this. You know when you're at a restaurant mm. and they tell you the specials but not the prices? That's rude. But, like, I'll never buy the special because also, like, why do I feel so awkward about how much is that? I feel awkward doing yeah. that. Guys, you should tell how much the specials are. Some people do. I know, but not all. Yeah. I think that that is really important. And, again, I guess with the whole feeling ripped off, like, that's something you don't want to feel. Like, you don't want to oh. get the special and then it to be on, like, come in the receipt, that's $65. Yeah. I really like it when uh, they display prices. So even when we bought the clams, we had spaghetti a la vongolo, vongole, vongola, vongolo. <laughs> I do not know how to say that. Uh, clam spaghetti. Uh, and that little bag of clams was $38, 750 oh. grams. My so there was no price tag and Damian was so excited because he was like, oh, my, I've never seen these in Gold Coast in Australia in the whole time he's been here. And then, like, we go to pay and he's like, what, what was that, $30, $38? And I was like, yeah, that was $38. <laughs> and he's like, let's go take them back. <laughs> and, like, I was almost like, yeah, go take them back, but also, like, they're cold. I'm like, I don't think they'll take them back. Uh, and I just th- thought, you know what? They brought so much joy to you. Like, we're not taking them back. And also, when you went go out for clam spaghetti, you're going to pay $38. For one meal. For one. And he enjoys cooking it. And it tasted better than a restaurant. Yeah. So I said to him, like, that's fine. And even I was a bit like, oof, geez, that's expensive. And, like, for other people, that's nothing, I know. And then for other people, that's, like, ludicrous. You Mm -hmm. couldn't think of spending that much. So we're all different. But it was definitely like a ooh. Yeah, I get that. But it was really worth it. Mm. It was the best pasta I've ever had. Wow. And yeah. that's saying you've had a lot of pasta this past year. Uh, so me too. It's delicious. Life without pasta is way more boring. Like, yeah. Definitely add it back if you haven't yet. Uh, so what else do we like to spend our money on that brings us that rich life feeling? So you have a think about it at home. Like where in your life do you actually enjoy spending your money? Mm. And it's like you have to really think about it. And I like how Ramit talks about money dials. I'm pretty sure he spoke about that in a, another episode on Tim Ferriss's podcast. Uh, and it's like, you know, put the sections where you spend money. It might be like, I don't know, performances, sports events, mm-hmm. clothes, shoes. You have all these areas. And then it's like, okay, which one brings the most joy? Which one's like, 
you spend money on but like you don't really need them Mm. so it's about like dialing down what you don't really need or want and then dialing up what you absolutely love uh so it might be like you love holidays right now we are restricted to way we we can holiday especially here in australia um but maybe you can dial that up when you can Mm -hmm. and then like don't feel bad about spending money on that be like okay like empowered by that decision i'm gonna do this because this brings so much joy and excitement to my life i love doing this so boom dial that up then maybe dial down the shoes and the clothes do you need that that many shoes and clothes probably not or maybe you love fashion and you love staying up to date with trends and you love your wardrobe dial that up and dial something else down it's just being conscious of where it is in the categories that bring us the most joy and which you probably don't actually need. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important to note, you know, when we spend the money to not feel bad about it. Yeah. And to not get that remorse and that buyer's remorse yeah. because especially if you're deciding, no, I'm spending this because it brings me joy. Yes. Allow yourself to feel that joy. So I'm organizing a party, my my 30th and my 31st birthday, and because the last year it got canceled. So we're going to hope that it doesn't get canceled this year. And I was, like, doing all the shopping of the drinks because I want to be able to provide, like, really yummy, fun drinks for everybody. And I was like, I've never done this before. I've never bought this amount of, like, drinks and spent this amount of money on, like, my own party. It's always mum who's done it. Yeah, we need to throw mum a great party. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, mum would have spent so much money. And I know that brought her so much joy. That's yeah. her living her rich life, like doing this for us. I totally can see that in her when she used to do it. it would, yeah. She would love it. But it was so much fun doing this and not feeling guilty about doing it and being and just transferring the money from my savings and putting yeah. it on my card and being like, boom, I'm going to have the best party with the best drinks. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Ordering the cake that I wanted and not caring. Like, you know, actually I did my research about the cake and I, I did get a great price for it, but I got exactly what I wanted. So it's like exciting to do those kinds of things yeah. that isn't just like for me, but I get to experience with other people. Well, I love this. Also what Ramit does, like he goes on an epic holiday, but he'll always like bring someone yeah, that's or, amazing. or his mum and dad. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea. And I think that could definitely be part of my rich life mm-hmm. that I want to go on a trip, but I also want to pay for someone else to come. Uh, or you do it like a weekend away, like, hey, we're going away and you don't even tell them anything. You organize the whole thing, like how to get there, the accommodation, dinner maybe, and it's like this amazing, cool thing. I was like, that sounds so cool. Ooh, me and you could do that for yeah. others. That would be fun. I was like, for each other. <laughs> we could. Or we could, yeah, we could just plan it together. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. I think how – like it's such a generous – uh, exciting thing to provide for yeah. someone else and I think when I was hearing him talk about that I thought I would really love to do that in not just a holiday sense but always I know like be to, more to be more generous and agreed to to buy the dinner you know, know we're out for dinner actually our friend bought us dinner the other night yeah, we were out Leah. thanks Leah Dr Leah who's been on this podcast before uh you should definitely listen to her episode it's about boobs and making sure we check them and how to check them. Yes. Uh, and the importance of that. Go and check that out. It's actually one of our most popular episodes. Uh, we went for dinner. We went for pizza, Italian. And Leah, the cheeky thing, went up and paid for it just because. And I was like, that's Leah living her rich life. Yeah. Actually, Leah does live her rich life. 
I feel like Leo is a great lesson. Mm-hmm. I mean, a great teacher in like spending like money on, on she stuff wants. she loves. Yeah. And yeah, she's amazing anyway. Mm-hmm. We love Leo. So that, when she did that, I thought, I want to do that. Yeah. That it was really, me too. really fun. And that's where she wants to spend her money on taking other people out for experiences. It's like, cool. I'll add that to my rich life list. Yeah. It's like you could be like, okay, I'm going to do that once a month or once every mm-hmm. two months like take a different person mm. out or or even I feel like would what would be really fun for me and you to do Carla we should order mum and dad food like to get delivered right now in lockdown oh, but don't tell idea. them well I doubt they'll listen to this true <laughs> but that would be really nice that's a really cute idea we should do that yeah we could do it for father's day yeah and a um like a big platter or something yeah. See, that that's fun. fun. Well, even I remember our other friend, she said her daughter ordered Uber Eats for her other daughter who was in Sydney lockdown. I was like, that's so sweet. Sometimes it's just nice to go out of your way to be generous. Yeah, and I, that is definitely, for me, part of my rich life, yeah. doing things for other people. Yeah, giving back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Even that. if it's like, you know, the smallest of things. Well, even if it's like donating to all your friends who have – fundraising stuff like how many mm. friends do you see who are doing fundraising and like you might just be like oh yeah mm-hmm. but then other times you donate and you feel really good about that so true and actually remit talked about that how he yeah. his part of his rich life is donating to every yeah. friend that does a fundraising thing and that there's no questions about that actually that's his that's not his rich life that's his no questions about it like uh, uh, and on his list was like you know anything for health purposes yeah, like yeah, there's no yeah. questions he doesn't question that he doesn't question um appetizers he doesn't question uh fundraisers for his friends yeah i love that it's so interesting and he's it? like has this list of rules and I think that's also important to have your own money rules because then it makes your decisions easier. So what would be an example of a money rule? So his money rule was like that there's no limit on health. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. So whenever I need to spend money on health, like, for example, I spent money on a dermatologist appointment mm-hmm. and, yeah, they're really expensive. I was like, whoa. But, like, I didn't question it at all because I was like, well, you're helping me and my skin issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, kind of helping me. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Kind of fixed it. I think so. I'm not sure. I agree. Uh, But, yeah, I definitely like that. And, and yeah, duh, like, because without our health, what do we have? Like, money is redundant when we're not healthy. Yeah, I think so. And also, for me, another one is, like, training. Yeah. Like, part of my rules. I remember, actually, when we were – uh, kind of we'd just been building Marybody and so you know that's a big that was a big change in our business we stopped work like we stopped the income coming in in order to create a new business within the business and I remember thinking I want to create a business where I can say yes to any opportunity that comes into my life that I want to do mm. I if a course comes up if a 10-day uh training comes up I want to be able to say yes and pay the money right then and there yes and that is such a privilege and something to work toward Mm. if you value your personal development and now we can do that and I feel so excited and now I'm like a lot more thoughtful like well do I actually want to do that training (laughs) yeah that's the funniest thing it's like when you even have the money you like question your Mm. wants more I think when you don't have the money and you're like, I really want this, I want this, I want this, but then you have the money and you're like, actually, I don't really need that uh-huh. or want that. It's pretty interesting. It's. I think with clothes, I'm always like that. I'm like, but do I need this 
piece of clothing? Probably not. But then I'm also like, I have nothing to wear. <laughs> oh, uh, we need a whole. Uh, we always say we need a stylist. Yeah, probably someone to come idea. in and like start fresh. Yeah, I'm fine with like the leggings and crop top department. <laughs> Got enough of those. <laughs> I would wear that every day. Well, you can. I do. But not when you're <laughs> – maybe not out for dinner. Yeah, sometimes I wish I could. <laughs> I just – I guess I just better pick dinner so, places yeah. where I can because you can. Just I don't get to go to the fancy dinners then. No. Unfortunately. You have nice clothes. Yeah, that's a part of my rich life too is like going to really nice restaurants. Yeah. And we, I think a lot of ours is around food mm. to be honest, like <laughs> eating well, eating delicious. mm uh, experiences with at beautiful restaurants. I really love that. Mm-hmm. Good restaurants. Me too. And theatre. Yes, theatre. Going to the theatre. Yes, that's one of my favourite things yeah. to do. So I will be buying more tickets. Yeah. When we're allowed. Should we talk about uh, overspending a little bit? I mean, because if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, my problem is not... Not spending. Yeah, my problem is too much spending. And... I think, uh, you know, again, let's remove all the taboo around this. Like, it's fine that you've been like this, but it's a good idea to make changes because when you do have great knowledge about your money, you feel empowered about your decisions, you feel stronger, you feel more confident, you feel um, also you can plan better for your future. Because you can know, okay, I want to get this or I want to achieve this. I need this X amount of money to be there. So it's like, all right, I can save this much every week. So in three months, in one year, in two years, I'll be there. Yeah, I think it's being aware of your spendings. That's obviously the first important step. And then questioning like the reason why with your mm-hmm. overspending, like why are you buying things? Like, it might be that it it brings you that kind of hit, that mm, that dopamine. dopamine hit where you feel really, really excited and then you go and check your bank account and you're like, Ugh, why did I do that? And if that is you, then knowing that that is you mm. and having that experience is the is really the the reminder of I need to check in. Mm. I need to think more before I put my credit card details in or Apple Pay that. Yeah. And I think, you know, it is more, it is so easy to buy things now. So, of course, it is so easy to overspend $20 here, $20 there, $50 here, $80 there. But it adds up so quickly. Well, I tell you what, like we just moved house and did we mention that we found mold on all my furniture? I don't know if we mentioned it. I can't remember. Well, guys, if I didn't mention it in the last episode – There was mold in that apartment and, ew, that's really bad for you. So thank God that we left. Uh, But we had to throw out so much stuff and it was amazing how much we ended up spending on just getting new furniture and all little things like even the washing basket. I found mold on the washing basket. It was a very damp apartment. And apparently in my further research, there is an epidemic in Australia of damp, moldy rental apartments. So definitely check your apartment or house, Um, especially if you live on the beach or near the coast to the river. Anyway, 
yeah, it was amazing. And a lot of things are like $20 here, $20 there, because it was extension cords or power boards or, I don't know, new hooks for artworks, new sticky hooks, uh, cleaning products because we were paranoid about mold now, <laughs> officially paranoid, uh, humidifiers. We're looking at buying dehumidifiers, I should say. Anyway, I was like looking at the bank and I was like, wow, like this move was expensive. How much? Oh, I don't know oh. the actual amount. Thousands. Yeah. Well, we bought a new couch as well. Yeah. Like, so, so maybe yeah, like couch. Uh, maybe like almost $4,000. Yeah. Like just add it up. And I mean, like I was very lucky that I had enough savings, obviously. And I was also excited to get new furniture too because it probably was time. Uh, so it was it was kind of uh, forced upon, but like I was lucky that I was prepared. Yeah. But if I didn't have savings, that would have been horrible. It would have been so stressful. Like very stressful. And also like because I had to move when I didn't even want to move mm. but actually was a blessing in the end. Yeah. Because now hopefully there's no mould here. We pray. But, yeah, have a look around your home. I found mould in mine the other day. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like um. No, I've gone down. I've officially gone down a mould wormhole on the internet and there's so much information out there and like it's traumatic because I've actually had a lot of skin issues and I can look back and it was literally the month I moved into that apartment. I got that dermatitis on my face a month after living there. Well, if that's not a sign, I don't know what Yeah, is. I know, right? And I always remember we always thought that. We were like, it must be this must apartment. Be the apartment. So it was a blessing that you uh, had to move even though you didn't want to. Yeah, it was great. Mm. So overspending, checking in really, and dialing down maybe lots of the dials. Yeah. And I think, gosh, I'm, I think I really do struggle with this to like, you know, imagine being in that position because I'm so the other way. Like I'm so, oh, like, I don't have enough money or I'm just not going to do anything. Like I'm quite happy to not do anything. I will buy coffee. Like I'll always buy coffee, I feel. I think it's something to do with this salary thing. Yeah. And the idea of like spending pay to pay. Mm. Because that is not a good idea. Well, we should always save a percent of our pay. At least 20%. Yeah. And – I think, you know, that is actually really helpful with overspending now that mm. I think about it. It's like when you get your wage, that is the moment to delegate the money. Yeah, move it. Move the money. And so that might mean like putting, yes, here's your, and it's like very much barefoot investor style, putting it in your spendings, putting it in your uh, savings and then I don't know whatever else you might have like a bills account mm. you might want to do that you know what's really smart is like working out your bills for the whole entire year and then splitting it up into like weekly mm. so that means adding up like all your electricity and it's just an it's just a uh, estimate because you don't know uh your electricity your gas your phone your what other bills do we have your rates if you own your house uh your rent if you're renting your rent if you're renting i don't know what else uh car loans yeah car loans petrol, petrol. even um rego uh car servicing mm-hmm. so like thinking about all of your expenses and 
putting them in a spreadsheet and doing it for the year and seeing what that adds up to and then divide it by 52. Yeah, and always think about those bills that shock you. I think rego is a good one, like the annual rego. Sometimes people forget about that. I know I have in the past. Um, I think this is a brilliant idea and perfect for someone who might struggle with money. And it kind of sounds overwhelming and daunting, but it actually becomes fun. And this is, I guess this is kind of uh, our experience because we found it so overwhelming before and then we got more knowledgeable and more empowered and then had more joy with the whole thing. It became exciting. Yeah, because you knew what was coming and what you could spend. So you spent with confidence, not with guilt. It was like you spent without the guilty feeling. And not with worry. Yes, of like running out of money. Yeah, worry that I've spent too much. And I also want to remind, I think what we forgot to mention with the spending, I want to circle back. (laughs) Do it. So... I feel like a lot of people are more than happy to spend on things like their children, their partners. Oh, yes. How do we forget their this? pets. <laughs> Anything else pretty much except themselves. And I think this is very common for mothers. I think they forget to spend money on themselves sometimes. We saw this within Marybody because someone was saying they felt bad about buying the bolster and, like, just it wasn't like a a – it was a curiosity kind of thing. Like, how unusual that, you know, I can spend money on this, no worries, but spending it on myself, on my yoga practice, which I do every day now, and now I'm struggling to purchase this thing. And then she got it, and it was the most amazing thing ever, and she regrets that she didn't get it, like, five months ago. And I think this is really interesting. And I think it's important that we do feel okay at spending on ourselves, not just the people we love the people around us, because you're worthy of the stuff that brings you joy. So true. And, yes, so important. Yeah, especially something like a yoga bolster with your yoga practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely would have had that more on, like, I'm not going to spend unless it's necessary. So, like, not on, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the niceties that I might want. Yeah. And that was more so because of a lack of money and lack of funds. So perhaps it was a smart decision to do that. Yeah, true. Um, But I I, I totally understand that, like, that feeling of guilty of spending on yourself. It's – I think I I learned that and then I unlearned it very quickly. Because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to – I don't want to do that. I want to be able to spend my money and not yeah. feel guilty. Yeah. So it's a good thing to unlearn if you've learned it. Yes. And start it practicing. Really What's a small thing you could purchase for yourself? Ooh, well, this is – Remit did this activity in the podcast. He did. So we could suggest it too. Uh, and it was like thinking of an amount that you can spend on yourself right now. It could be $50, it could be 100 it could be $1,000, depending on your budget, depending on your savings, and you spend it. Like, spend it this week on something that you really want, that brings you joy, that you love. Spend that money with no guilt and on you, not your kids, not your partner. Not your dog. Not your friends, on yourself. Book in that massage and facial. Yeah. Buy those shoes you've been dreaming of. I love that so much and if you don't follow him, we should probably suggest that you do because we've talked about him a lot. Yeah, I know. Our Ramit Seti 
Ramit. It's R-A-M-I-T on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. just his tag. I can find it. Yeah. Uh, but he's very good and I think he just makes, you know, money uh, a fun topic. Oh, yeah, that's him. And an enjoy a, a fun and enjoyable topic and a non-scary topic. Yeah, and he's actually got a new podcast that is – it's where he, like, chats to couples or partners uh, or families, I don't know, and it's, like, real-life money problems – and I think that would be really interesting because I think, you know, this is like probably the major problem of most relationships, a breakdown in communication over money. Maybe one person is spending too much. Maybe one person is super frugal and like dampens all the dreams. Uh, there's so many different things mm-hmm. and how we impact each other and how we communicate about money is so important. So he kind of like gets the stories, the backgrounds, and then breaks it all down and helps these couples go forward with action steps on a new page where they're both on the same page Mm. because I think it's a it's also a thing not in my relationship I don't think in yours either Carl's where some people buy stuff and they don't tell the other person yeah no. but I I mean also like if you have your own money like that's fine too I think it's I think if you have your own accounts yeah I feel like it that is a problem where it's a joint account yeah, I'm not sure. I guess maybe if you're struggling with money, then it's a problem. Yeah, and maybe if it's, like, a really big thing. But, like, say if you had a lot of savings personally, you were in a good experience um, position, sorry. Yeah, I would just buy it. Yeah, but maybe you would talk about it because you're excited. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. Like, I don't I, hide I anything. guess it's more when they actually feel like they're hiding it and they're like, <laughs> I cannot show them this coat and I'm going to stuff it in the closet. Yeah. I and feel I, like did mum used to do I that. I thought mum used to do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure mum used to do that because mum worked at in retail. Yeah. And so she would – I think she did. <laughs> That's so naughty. Yeah. Uh, so it's hilarious. <laughs> I, well, like knowing dad, like he probably would have commented because he was so tight. <laughs> but we love it, really. I feel like – Mum deserved those clothes. <laughs> yeah, mum definitely deserved all those clothes. Mum was very fashionable and she still, still is. is. She's more fashionable than us, that's for sure. Oh, I'm always, we're always joking but not joking how we should just dress like mum whenever we need to look really presentable. Yeah. It's like, what would mum wear? <laughs> mum would wear definitely high-waisted wide-legged pants. Yeah, mum was mum was ahead of the trend, uh-huh. seriously. She wore that her whole life, yeah. linen pants and little tops. And linen dresses. Yeah. She was queen of linen. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so funny. But, yeah, so I do find that interesting, hiding things. Yeah. So I think this topic is just an f- interesting topic to delve into further. If it has brought up anything for you, like made you be like, oh, like maybe you should dig a little deeper, reflect, talk to your partner if you have one and see how you can become more confident and empowered around your spending and saving habits. And also think about what you want in life and your future. I mean, it's also a great time when you can to think about, I don't know, investment and like the longevity of I guess like creating lives that we want and knowing that we can use money and leverage money. So the more we earn, then we can spend it in the right area and get more money, I guess, mm. to live a life where we have more freedom 
and I guess choices Mm -hmm. and where we can help more as well. I think this is important. Like I want to earn more money so I can give more money too. Absolutely. I always think that. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big person on brands. Like I, I'm not going to buy the fanciest car. I'll still buy a budget car. Like it'll be new, but it'll be budget. (laughs) Yeah. I think that too. Joel asked me the other day, what's your dream car? I was like, Toyota Yaris? <laughs> Driving it, baby. <laughs> my little Swift. My, my pearl paint. <laughs> my tinted windows. <laughs> Got it all. Central looking. Air conditioning. <laughs> Maybe what would be your dream would be where you pay for it to get it cleaned more regularly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not just the $5 do it DIY that I get Joel to do for. <laughs> Wait, I love this. You get Joel to do it. <laughs> he offered. <laughs> so yes. Uh no, I did actually think my dream car would be like an electric car. Yeah, I think that's me too. Yeah. And it's not really for the car though, it's for, it's the, for environment. the environment. Same here. And so yeah, I guess you get a budget environment <laughs> car. Realistically <laughs> <laughs> budget. Look, if it gets you from A to B. This is Dad saying, all you need is a car that gets you from A to B. Safely from A to B. Okay, Dad, yes. Correct. <laughs> How funny is that? Isn't it funny that these these lessons are absolutely drilled into you, these parents' lessons? I actually saw a meme and it was like, what did your mum say? Like, what was the term that your mum said? But I don't know if I can think of many that mum said, <laughs> but I know a lot that Dad said. dad loved these little lessons yeah yeah definitely if it gets from a to b about cars definitely like don't leave don't leave what you can do today till tomorrow that was was about the washing up so oh wait i've got another one switch off the lights (laughs) you're wasting energy but do you know how bad i am with switching off the lights Carla, turn your light off. It was always that. Carla, you've left your light on. Emma, your wardrobe light is on. Carla, the bathroom heaters and lights are still oh, on. Girls, shut the bathroom doors. The heat will get in. <laughs> <laughs> was anyone's parents like that? Was that your parent? What else did Dad say? I'm trying to think. So many things. Yeah. I, I feel know. like Mum was just always like, do your best. I think, uh, like, we were also good kids, really. Yeah. Actually, you know, Mum, what I can really remember that Mum used to say to me, they're just jealous. <laughs> this Aww. is definitely a thing because I was always being bullied. And so Mum would just tell me that they're just jealous to make me feel better. I'm like, no, Mum, I think they hate me. Yeah, I think, like, m- the things I remember about Mum, can I talk properly today? Not really. Um she just always made me feel better. Mm. That's what I can remember. Yeah. It's almost like I can remember a feeling mostly mm. and it was like warm and embrace. And mum could always fix everything. Yeah, mum like, was the fixer. And the finder. Yeah, mum found everything. Yeah. She still does actually. Like if I'm at home, <laughs> mum, I'm like, it makes me laugh how you just act like a child again when you're staying at your <laughs> You parents. like yell out from, I know. from one end of the house to the other. I know. It's hilarious how you just go back to your but old ways. does Joel do that to you? Oh, yeah. He always loses things and then he always blames me. He thinks I put them in but the place. But does he yell as well, like out to you? No. Oh, Doriana yells. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, you are hilarious. Are you a kid? Maybe. Uh but I'll be like, my love, <laughs> like yelling out. <laughs> Can you check this? Like a uni assignment. 
so funny. And I'm just like, in a minute. <laughs> Actually, Joel did yell out to me the other day and I just ignored him. Yeah, no, I, I And I just of- didn't even respond. <laughs> like he said something, can you do this? And I was like, I'm just not even going to do I'm going to pretend I didn't hear He did that. something to me last night yelling out and I was like, I'm just finishing my page. I was reading my book. And then I was like, I'm going to finish my chapter. <laughs> <laughs> In your face. I'll make you wait. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is funny. How funny are humans? Hilarious. Okay, so if you loved this episode, of course you did, especially these last tangents, uh, let us know. You can write to us on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Actually, we heard from one of our listeners in Finland. Yes, I should actually remember the her name. The other day, and that was so lovely to get a beautiful message from you. So thank you for writing to us and telling us all about your get merry experience and your thoughts it's so funny i feel like we it was kate hi kate i feel like us humans we have all of these shared experiences and you just hear something and you're just nodding along like, oh my gosh me too like are you talking about my life and yeah. i just find it so fascinating that we all go through such similar things and it's yeah. nice to to talk about it and to share that with someone and to kind of feel less alone, I guess. Well, I think that's how relationships and friendships kind of become, don't they? It's from a shared experience or a relatability. Mm-hmm. And I think also knowing that in the end all of us have this relatability. We're all the same really. We all come from different places and different experiences, but there's always something that can bring us together. And really just the fact that we're all living on this planet, that brings us together. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, and that's why we don't understand why people are not taking climate change seriously. Mm. Just add some political stuff. Absolutely. So thank you again for joining us today on the Get Married podcast. We'll be back in your ears next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.